We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 186. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shira. And this is the A Hint of Fall. Ooh. It was a, uh, I, you know, it was great. Not today, anyway. Well, yeah. it was a, it was, to <laughs> me, it was more week. than a hint. It was, it was a transition. Yes. It was a, and it hit the day before actual, uh, Astrom- yeah, astronomical Astro- fall. Yeah, let's just talk about that because we weren't here last week. Right. And we talked about the cold front possibly coming through about then. So, yeah. Now, we got pretty low temperatures in the, in the middle of the night, like Ooh, down yeah. to 43. <laughs> which, we slept with our windows open. Which any more of those days would would turn the trees. Uh, right. Once you're in the 40s. Yes. Yes. And then it just messes them up when you get hotter, which today we're 90, so. Oh, I know. Well, and, and I mentioned that in a post last week. Now, now I was I've been, I was gone last week. You guys had tons of stuff to do. I had another trip to San Diego. I had Diego. a terrible sinus infection. That's oh, all I Corey had. Oh, Corey was sick. On. Man, you, you, <laughs> he's texting me. He's like, I feel like crap. And you, all of a sudden you had a high temperature yeah. and you couldn't smell or taste. I had to go taste. get tested, but I was negative. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we have to stress, you know, Everybody is so programmed now. If you get a sniffle or a fever, you're like, I well, got COVID. He's like, not no. allowed to go to work, though. So, like, yeah. you know, back in the day when you had a cold and you'd still go to work, you can't do that now. Yeah. They will not allow you to depending, step. Depending on the, the organization well, which yeah. you work Depending yeah. on where you work, his particular work, you are not allowed to set foot on property if you have any symptoms at all. They would send him away and make him go get tested. So that crazy. I was assigned a uh, representative from the company to monitor my situation throughout the time so I You're had to kidding. keep in contact with them so they could so they could communicate with whoever I came in contact with. But oh. I got the sender that I was negative and she didn't have to follow through on that. They assign you a representative? Yes. To, from Someone, the safety well, same department. Like, I mean, the same as when I was working at the hospital. That's crazy. Just a few months ago. I mean, literally every well, when you have a, time you walk into the when hospital. When you have as many employees as my employer does that comes into contact well, with as many people as they come point. in contact with, we have to be careful. So every time yeah. we walk in the door, we they check our temperature and ask if we have any new symptoms. If you say yes to that question... You are immediately pulled aside. You're not allowed any further. And they're going to test you. Right then. Right then and there. And a lot of people who get sick, like I got sick, blame it on the weather changes. Right. And it's not necessarily the weather changes that are that's doing it. I think it was the allergens. In the yeah. Air. I, I think, mean, I think the ragweed set ragweed it off. And I became, pollen I, was high. I, oh, I got yes. a sinus infection from what was, that. What did you look up? Like chinopods? Uh, like several things were high. Well, ragweed oh, was yeah. the highest. Ra- ragweed and, it, and it still is. Way up there, it still yeah. is. Yeah. And, and, and to me, this is way late in the year for ragweed. Well, 
See, I always get sick. I get sick from ragweed a lot, and I've never been sick this late in the year. It's always the last in August. week of August. Yeah, I mean, now, yeah, around around Labor Day, that that f- last week of August, first week of September, that's when I start going, yeah, and get squished. I've got to take a pill every day. But here now. we are, October, almost. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, what, what does it say, the 27th? Yeah, we're just yeah. right around the corner to October. One month week. from your big birthday My bash. big birthday, yes. Are we having a big birthday bash? We need to. We should. We'll see. Does it fall on a Monday? We should do a, a, a live... A live cast, podcast, Facebook birthday bash. Yeah, and everybody can wish me happy birthday. We haven't done a live cast and We've got to forever. figure that out. We've got to do it. We can do On it. anything. We have any weather or anything. <laughs> well, what day is your birthday? 26th. Okay, see, his is the 15th. Right. We can do it right there between the two. Catch Ooh, the we can have time. our dual birthday. Because his is a big birthday, too. So. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it big. It's a mile marker. Not really. I'm not 50. I'm not 40. Oh. I'm 30. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. With a 23-year-old son. Yeah. (laughs) There. (laughs) No. Well, Well, that makes me 26, so we'll go with that. Well, see, Sherry, you need to plan. You're the planner of the group. So, yeah, we got birthdays coming up. sorry. Have we met? Yeah. I'm a planner. Well, yeah, but still, I have five kids. About, I fly by the seat is, of my pants every day. This is 186, so you got 14 episodes to plan our 200th episode bash. Oh my! She could bake us a cake. Oh she yeah. Could I'm sorry. Have you met me? <laughs> she go get, get us I'm one the of those. I can she buy can go you a get cake. us a Dino's carrot cake. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I can spend money. <laughs> At the pool, she and can go to the pool. Spend my money like no other. Well, there you go. Anyway, oh, we had anyway. a we had a little blast of fall. Yes. Now I was gone, so you tell me how that all transpired. Well, at when you were first, you were gone. How many days? Uh, well, six days. Well, at first it was hot, oh, and yeah. we were getting those pop ups, and we got some rain. Even when there wasn't any rain in the forecast, we had some lightning and, and everything. Yeah. And then around, well the. The twenty first, it got cold, and uh, that's when they cold. Front, cold. Right? It got fall like. Okay, so it set a lot of those people off that were in fall now, and they were all going to the pumpkin patch and that Starbucks to get their pumpkin spice oh, lattes. Yeah. Of course, yeah. those people were probably already doing that. In they August, were buying but, pumpkin spice lattes weeks ago. Oh gosh, yes. But they were. Everybody was posting how. Wonderful it was, and it really was. And at work, it was great. It was low mm-hmm. humidity, and that that helped drive attendance up. Actually, oh yeah, so, but it was wonderful. But yesterday, it turned summer again. Oh yeah, and it's summer well, again well, out there today. L- l- let's back up now. You now, when did the line of thunderstorms come through? Remember that huge? The thing is, I was trying well, to monitor was along it. the cold front. Was that but that was that was that on the twentieth and the twenty first? That would have been good? that would have been it would have started on the twentieth. Okay. But it didn't really make it down here until the morning of the twenty first. Gotcha. But it was pretty washed out by the time I got here. It didn't really do okay. anything. Because I remember I sent you a picture. I was monitoring the site. You were so sick. That's the thing. Sick. You were so sick and it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to try to monitor this from San Diego, which is two hours earlier, which is great. Yeah. So when the thing came through So uh, you got the warnings two hours before I did? Wouldn't, exactly. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. That's how that works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, in two hours, you're going to get yeah. a storm. But but from that point, I mean, now I got back on the 22nd. So 
So it was nice. It was chilly when we landed in Springfield. I mean, I got off the plane. It was like, ooh, that's nice and yeah. But San Diego, that's not. It's not hot there, is it? Uh, no, actually, it's about seventy-two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was in Oceanside, so at night it was a little chilly. And the funny thing is, we went out to eat right before sunset, and there was a little breeze. It was close to the close to the ocean. And there was a little breeze blowing, and it was this much chilly. And I thought, ooh, you know, in, in my brain, I'm thinking, oh, okay, sun's going to go down. It's going to get so much more cold out here. And it doesn't because the right. water's coming off. I mean, what the temperature was at sunset is what it's going to be all night. And that's weird for me. That but, is cool. Yeah. Well, it's a whole different weather setup over there. It is. And that marine layer they always talk mm-hmm. about every morning, the, 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 the condensation and the fog. and then. But it's not humid, is it? Not like here. Uh, no. Yeah. No, 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 not not the intense humidity. Now it's a little moist in the morning because you mm-hmm. got that marine layer. It's trapped by that warm layer, so you got the fog and it kind of moves right. in. But no, it's just pretty. It's fairly dry. I mean, everybody knows, should know if you know Oceanside. It's not that far from. Uh, well, it's on the it's on the coast. You know, now we stayed a little bit in. I assume it's beside the ocean. It is beside. Ooh, it is beside the ocean. Just a guess. Wow. But it's, it's well north of San Diego, though. I mean, we have to land in San Diego. So I think it's like 20 minutes or something we have to drive north. It's beautiful. If you ever go out there, it's actually very, very beautiful. But so now that lasted for three days. Now, when did when did the furnace get turned back up? That was Saturday, right? Or Friday. It was Friday or Saturday. All of a sudden, boom. It, it wasn't just... so bad Saturday. Okay. It was bad Sunday. Uh, okay. It was in the 80s on Saturday. It, we hit in the, we, we didn't hit the 90s till Sunday, and I was I was outside a lot Sunday, and it was pretty warm. Okay, that was yesterday. We're it recording felt this like Monday, summer. of course. And, it, and we hit 90 again today. So oh gosh, and we're gonna hit 90 again tomorrow. Yeah, but then things are gonna change. The next cold front, and I made a post on that um, on our main Facebook page and stormed our weather that we are now we're going to start getting these occasional. More potent fronts come through. It's trying to change the atmosphere. And back. we're 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 looking at a wet pattern this week. I don't know if you looked at the forecast for this week, but we're yeah. looking at chances of rain Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe even Saturday. That would be nice. So I checked out the seven day, and it's not really impressive yeah. for rainfall. But well, I look down in Texas; they're expecting you know five inches of rain for a lot of the state down From there. From what? That's what I was wondering. Like, are they expecting a, a, a tropical system? I down don't there see that any we're not systems seeing? down there. But yeah, I, I noticed that this morning. That, like like Houston area or uh, central Texas? I think but central. Take That's a, weird. Take a gander at the uh, Stormdar Weather Severe Ooh. Weather site here. I'm gonna see yes, what okay. They, so Corey's because they they will have will have updated by now. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of shifted. <laughs> central, South Central Texas now. See that? What is that? Now I know that there was a system right on Baja, but that was not supposed to come up and do. Well, that's something. I mean, we're we're looking at some, this is some, weird because Texas is huge and it's covering a big chunk of it. Well, Texas is a big state. Sharon knows that, right? It is a. Big I one. hear it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, not the biggest though, but it, no, it's, not it's, the it's biggest. Pretty, but it's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm very curious about that because normally. 
when you get these tropical systems coming in, this is the time we're going to talk about the tropics in a little bit. Boy, oh boy, is it is it going here? But uh, yeah, and I, we're going to have these cold fronts come through maybe one a week. Uh, I think in October we're going to get the stronger winds. I mean, would you call this last front a master blaster? I mean, it it, no. it had storms with it, but it wasn't severe and. It was just a strong cold front. It didn't change the season. We're back to summer. We're back to summer. Yeah. But Wednesday, high mid-80s. Thursday, high low 80s or around 80. You know, I'm ready for 70s because 70s is great disc golf weather. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I want. Okay, we got the hint of fall. Cold front coming through. Scattered shower. I'm looking at the at the thing now. Uh, Friday. Uh, let's talk about the drought a little bit. Um we are unfortunately getting into more of a drought situation. And it's not looking promising. No. For the next few. I saw the three month and the temperatures are above average. Huh. Precipitation is below average. We do not need that. So, you know, any rain will help with that. Now, we're not in a drought. We're, in, we're abnormally dry as of... <laughs> Monday today. Right. The drought conditions are monitored every week on Tuesday and reported on Thursday. I guess it takes a weird. It takes a while. It's <laughs> it's not silly. it's not like there's a lot of calculations that go into a drought. You stick your assessment. finger in the ground and go, Oh, it's dry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean that's I'm joking. Exactly. <laughs> but that abnormally dry, it's really expanded last week. Mainly the big part of it is central. Central and north central Missouri, the the area, most of it is just in abnormally dry. And we're abnormally dry from from the northern borders all the way down here to the southern border in Branson. Oh, all of Taney now is in abnormally yeah. dry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got from Lamar basically down to Berry County Stone, Taney Green is also in this abnormally dry. Yeah. Now that's a D zero, so we're not it, it drought. I I don't know why they went from abnormally dry to moderate drought. They should say minimal drought. You know what I mean? It's, it, the wording is just weird. Maybe abnormally dry would be a minimal drought. I feel like we're, yeah. we're, we're in a minimal drought. It's been a while since we've had a nice rain. We, yeah. have, a, we have a pond in our cave. Mm-hmm. And this pond is, has almost disappeared Ooh. in the past three months. So the groundwater. You can going see down. where the water should be because mm-hmm. there's a line, and it's like way low and sad looking, and and that's how I know that things are not good right now. Yeah, because that's, that's underground, and that's where that's that's where the drought is monitored. It's it's the the ground water, the water table. Yeah, the aquifers. When the right. aquifers really start getting low, that's when we're starting to get a drought. I mean, it could be dry on top, but we still have a full aquifer. But now. Right. It's been way too... Now, even though we got... Now, our weather station reported almost two and a half inches the other night. Yeah, you must have got under a good rainstorm. I must have. There are... I mean, it varied all over the county from from uh, six-tenths of an inch to 2.4 inches from you. Uh, our, our buddy Brad got a little over an inch, which is not too far from here. Yeah, it's like, what, two miles or two and a half miles? Yeah. Which it is, was a great rain. A great rain. It really yeah. was. And but. I missed it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know the the one thing is like it, it. Our weather station at one point when it first started recorded a rainfall rate of a little over four inches an mm-hmm. hour. Now it didn't last long. No, 
But I thought, oh my God, four inches an hour? Seriously? That's like somebody took a big old bucket and just dumped. (laughs) It's like, wow. (laughs) So that was that was quite quite impressive. But uh, yeah, we uh, the National Weather Service said in the AFD, which is the area forecast discussion. You know, I did not read the afternoon. I was reading this mm. this morning's, but it said the next two weeks we're just really not looking at a substantial rain. Unfortunately, no. And we need we need that really, 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 really bad uh, because un- unfortunately, what's going to happen <clears throat> if you get the, the dry ground, it's going to heat up faster. And therefore, exacerbate and add to the above normal temperatures, which is going to exacerbate the drought conditions. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. It's like a big old, a big old loop, which is uh, not bad. So even though it's going to get cooler, it's not going to be anything, anything bad. Hey, let's talk talk about the tropics. You want to? Sure. All right. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. We got a lot to talk about in the tropics, uh, especially Hurricane Sam, that thing. Now, a couple weeks ago, Corey and I were kind of watching that thing come off of, I think that's the one that just came off the southern or the tip of Africa, and it's like, we need to watch this one. Well, it took a while, took a couple of days, and they were talking this thing was going to uh, explode, which the term for that is. I don't know. Yes, oh, you do. You are, yes, are, you, are you do. Right oh, bombogenesis. There, there you go. The one word. The one. <laughs> the one word that we always <laughs> concentrating over here. Oh, Sherry's looking for fun facts. <laughs> bombogenesis is going, is going to bomb, and it it, it took a little bit, uh, and like one cycle, the the uh, hurricane center updates. The, the main updates are every six hours with interim updates in between there. But the main updates are saying, you know, it's going to happen. It's, it's just not quite there yet. And all of a sudden, boom, this thing just bombed out. It went to a Category 4, uh, maximum sustained winds of 140. Then the next main update was 145. Uh, central minimum pressure... I think the lowest it got was about 938 millibars, which is really low. And the highest wind it ever got, which I saw, was 150 mile per hour maximum sustained winds. Now, once you get to 155, that's a Cat 5. So it, I don't think it ever got to a Cat 5. Mm-mm. And uh, But right <coughs> now, I mean, we're, we're recording this podcast a little early. It's uh, about 4.30 p.m. on Monday, and, and the 4 p.m., uh, update came out and well no, let me back up the 11 uh, 10 or 11 o'clock this morning update came out and the winds were down to 125 and the pressure was at 966 millibars okay now remember that all right so when i checked just now right before the podcast the new update came out the winds had reduced to 120 miles an hour but the pressure had bombed again, and now it's at 957. That's nine millibars lower than it was at the 10 or 11 o'clock update. Right. Now, so you're saying, well, Rando, doesn't the central minimum pressure correlate to the wind speed? That's exactly what I was thinking I in my head. How did you know that? You Because you were looking at me with that look on your face. It's like, how does that happen? Well, 
Allow me to explain. The winds take a while to catch up. <laughs> like the pressure will bomb. I'm trying to think of a nice analogy of it. The pressure will lower, which will start the engine increasing. So even though the pressure is lower, the winds will now start spinning faster. So I imagine the next either interim update or the next main update, it will be much above 125 miles an hour at this point. Nine millibars? Okay. Okay, think about this. When we talk about rapid intensification or bombogenesis, they're talking about a tropical system with a pressure drop of at or more than 24 millibars in a 24-hour period. That's what it labels a bombogenesis. Well, if you divide 24 by, by 4, you get 6. In other words, if the pressure drops 6 millibars every six hours. Well, this storm has just dropped nine millibars in six hours. So I would say at this point, it's starting to bomb out again. Now it went through, and we talked about it before, if you listen to the podcast, called an ERC, which is called the eye, uh, yeah, eye, eye wall replacement cycle. Now this that's what they said this thing is going through. It's starting to uh, that eye wall replacement will rob some of the energy, so therefore it will kind of go down. So this is probably what's happened. Now it's got a new eye wall, bam, and now it's going to start bombing again. Do you agree or not agree? Does it sound? Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it sounds logical to me. Uh, I have not read the text for um, what this update. I just saw what the what the new new numbers were. So anyway, the, that is headed northwest and actually is headed for Bermuda like that. Now, what is that last storm was headed for Bermuda, but it, it went just east of it? Now, yeah, I forget the it. name. Yeah, we've had a few. I mean, we're at S already. This is, we're not even into October yet, and we're in S, Sam. So, uh, yeah, it's going. But we do think uh, all the models are saying the, the general consistent consistency consensus is the storm will keep recurving to the right it'll head north it will go east of bermuda again won't bermuda won't have a direct hit whatever bermuda is it's a big old triangle out there in the middle of the Atlantic, and it will continue up and keep going to the northeast boy that was a big explanation mm-hmm. uh but did you see what's right behind sam I saw a disturbance or something back there. Two of them. Two of them. They are lining up like airplanes getting ready to take off from San Diego. My gosh. Well, I had to wait in a line for four planes that the captain said, yeah, we got, we're kind of congested on the, on, the, on the tarmac here, so we're about fourth in line to take off. And you can see all these planes lining up and start to take off. I've been in one of those lines before. Oh, really? Like longer than Ford. It like took 30, 45 minutes <gasps> oh, to, really? to be our turn. Oh, my gosh. Now, it only took us like 15 on this time. I guess we were lucky or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's lined up. There's one coming off of, uh, let me call it up real quick. Uh, one just, I think, just off of, uh, it's right on, right on the edge. It says Tropical Wave uh, just locate, uh, located just offshore of west coast of Africa. Uh, that's one. It's an 80% chance it's going to become something. And then if you go east, there's one in the middle. Uh, it says a broad area of low pressure, several hundred miles southwest of the Cabo Verde Verde, Verde, what is it, Shira? Verde? Verde. Verde. Cabo Verde. Thank you. Cabo Verde Islands. Uh, and that's a five-day, 80%. So, And then along that path, here comes Sam. And then there's actually one east of Bermuda now. That's <laughs> It's just going to keep going. And the reason they're not, at this point, coming into 
the Gulf is because you got a big, broad area of high pressure that's right out in the middle of Atlantic. And the winds around an area of high pressure travel clockwise. <laughs> I saved you from that. Clockwise in the Northern Hemisphere. So what's happening is the broad area of rotation around the, the this high pressure is causing these storms to head and just ride the periphery. In other words, it's south of it now, it's headed west, and then it'll start riding north and then, you know, do clockwise or whatever. So that's why... We've had these a, f- a few years ago when we had, what was the ones that just went right up Puerto Rico? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, those, they didn't have a big high pressure out there. They were, the steering winds were just totally west. So they, were, they would form in the same spot, but just keep going over Cuba and then up. So fortunately, fortunately, at this point, no tropical storms that's on this map right here will be affecting, or I say should be affecting uh, the U.S. mainland. So that's good. Ooh, how about that? Let's go to the Pacific. What's going on in the Pacific? Well, not much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I see is just a little disturbance south-southwest of Acapulco, and it's not really going to become anything. I mean, everything's tur- everything's developing in Atlantic. Right. Is that normal? I don't remember all of that. I mean, seriously. What, what's normal? Well, we you, you have some in in the Pacific and Atlantic. I mean, you have stuff going on here. Well, Th- they've had, you know, this is to me the the Pacific starts kind of slowing down this time of year. We're almost October. Okay, so 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 this so this is normal basically. I think so. Oh, okay. Atlantic keeps going, and they could keep Man. going until the first of the year almost. You know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We've had some at the end of December before. Right. Yeah. Now, Corey, since we're in the, the tropics, explain to me one more time, because I literally forgot. Um, what are they going to do when they run out of letters? I think they're just going to start over, right? That's what I had. To yeah, they're going to start over. They just start over be a, Not going to go to the Greek alphabet anymore, which, again, I didn't have a problem with. I really didn't. I think you I could have it. Alpha 2020, Alpha 2021. Yeah. That would yeah. be fine with me. Yeah, me too. Put the year after it so we all know. Right. No, I haven't seen a list or anything like that. I feel like there needs to be a, like a. A number, a Roman numeral, after well, the name when they go back to A, it should be like A one. It should be the name plus a one or something, so we know that. So it was we know this, it wasn't the it wasn't first the first one of the year. A storm of the year because or I or that in the month when it came, like you know, Alice October. October Alice. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that sounds like a, like a song, like a Karen, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, November I, I rain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no idea. I, I I think personally, it may get confusing if they go back and start another name, you know, list again. Right. Because if we have Agnes. Like, well, is that the first Agnes or the or the second one? You know, I don't know which. Well, one. I, I mean, don't know. they can't do the same name again. But right, right. But but if they have like Agnes and Annabelle, right. Five like, which years one from was now, the I'm first like, one? yeah, was Agnes first? Was Annabelle? I mean, I, I don't know. You know what? I'm not in charge of that. And they really don't care, in my opinion. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be. <laughs> and of course, the Central Pacific. There's absolutely nothing going on, uh, so we're just going to leave that alone. Yeah, why? They again? have a supplemental list. Ooh, yes, please. Kind of like a backup list. Okay. And they're just normal names. They're going to do it. Adria is going to be the A. The second A. The second A. Brylin, Caridad, Deshawn, Emery Foster. Gemma or Gemma and Heath. Oh, Gemma. Which we've had those before. We've had those. Two I've ones. heard Gemma and Heath. Yeah, Definitely Heath. Me too. But not Ad- Adri- Adriatic. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's crazy. 
Yeah. I see. I could pronounce all the names this year. It was weird, but you know. Until uh, round two. Yeah, round two is going on. Hey, uh, well, that's all the tropics. I want to back up just a second. I looked. The Springfield National Weather Service did issue a, a drought graphic, and I was just looking. Uh, Fayetteville uh, is now in a moderate drought. Uh, did you see that graphic? The NWS in their weather story? No. Uh, Miami is in abnormally dry, but what's the county just to the west of Miami? Craig. Craig County. They're in moderate drought, and Tulsa is on the edge of severe drought. So, well, I'll have to bring up the Stormdar weather site and bring up Miami on that and bring up the Oklahoma drought. Oh, you map. can do that? What do you go to stormdarweather.com and just click drought at just, the bottom? Stormdarweather.com. That sounds like a cool website. Yeah, it is it cool? Yeah. We're going to go to the drought monitor for Oklahoma. I have Kansas on there and you know, whatever. Oh. Uh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Part of uh, east of or west of Tulsa. They're yeah. In, they're in. Severe. Severe. We even have a extreme way out there in Oklahoma, so you know that. Oh no, they dry out before we do. Well, they need a good tropical system. <laughs> they do for sure. Fill those aquifers. You know that's why Corey and I say we don't need one little night of two to three inches of rain. We need several days of just a half an inch, maybe an inch, just day after day for like five days. That's what's going to fill the aquifers because the first thing's going to happen is the vegetation is going to drink up a lot of that water because they're thirsty. Uh, I mean, you know, and the ground is just so dry. But then we need subsequent days where it can just kind of go down there. and That's what we need. Again, nobody cares what I think we need. but <laughs> Okay, I think it's time to get to the weather school. This week's weather school is all about barometric pressure. Uh, it's got a cool little fun I- intro to it. Um, and how barometric pressure can affect your well-being. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. My grandma just called and said it's going to storm because she could feel it in her joints. Could this be from a drop in barometric pressure? Atmospheric pressure, sometimes also called barometric pressure, is the pressure within the atmosphere of the Earth. The mean sea level pressure, or MSLP, is the average atmospheric pressure at mean sea level. This is the atmospheric pressure normally given in weather reports on radio, television, and newspapers or on the Internet. When barometers in the home are set to match the local weather reports, they measure pressure adjusted to sea level, not the actual local atmospheric pressure. In most circumstances, atmospheric pressure is closely approximated by the weight of the air above the measurement point. As elevation increases, there is less overlying atmospheric mass, so atmospheric pressure decreases with increasing elevation. Atmospheric pressure varies widely on Earth, and these changes are important in studying weather and climate. There are two types of barometers, mercury and aneroid. 
In the mercury barometer, atmospheric pressure balances a column of mercury, the height of which can be precisely measured. Atmospheric pressure at sea level is about 14.7 pounds per square inch, equivalent to 29.92 inches of mercury, or 1,013.25 millibars. A non-liquid barometer is called the aneroid barometer and is widely used in portable instruments and in aircraft altimeters because of its smaller size and convenience. It contains a flexible walled evacuated capsule, the wall of which deflates with changes in atmospheric pressure. This deflection is coupled mechanically to an indicating needle. A mercury barometer is used to calibrate and check the aneroid barometers. Barometric pressure also changes with the weather, or <laughs> rather the weather changes with changes in barometric pressure. Being able to measure and analyze small changes in atmospheric pressure helps meteorologists track the weather and predict storms. Remember when your grandma used to say that she knew when a storm was coming because she could feel it in her bones? Well, it turns out that she may not have been as crazy as you thought. Changes in barometric pressure that accompany storms and shifts in weather patterns do affect our bodies, and many people are more sensitive to those effects than others. Although it's been indicated as a possible cause for everything from changes in blood pressure to an increase in joint pain, it can be difficult to pinpoint barometric pressure changes as the definitive cause for these issues when so many other atmospheric changes, like temperature, precipitation, wind speed, and direction, often accompany these shifts in the weather. Dr. Matthew Fink, a neurologist-in-chief at New York Presbyterian Hospital, explained that low barometric pressure can cause headaches or migraines by creating a pressure difference between the atmosphere and the air-filled sinuses. The problem is exacerbated when the sinuses are congested or blocked for any reason. Researchers at Tufts New England Medical Center in Boston surveyed 200 patients with knee osteoarthritis and found a link between changes in barometric pressure and ambient temperature and changes in knee pain severity. It's not clear why a falling barometer would exacerbate joint pain and arthritis, but studies such as this one confirm that they do. It could be that barometric pressure affects the viscosity of the fluid that lines joint sacs, or it could be that it triggers the pain responses in the nerve endings of the joint. Either way, it's what your grandma has been saying for years. Some people feel pain in their joints when a storm is approaching. According to biometeorologist Jennifer Vanos, Ph.D., when the barometric pressure drops, so does your blood pressure. For some, this might mean a feeling of dizziness or even blurred vision. Blood pressure is usually higher in winter when lower temperature causes your blood vessels to become more narrow. That's when more pressure is needed to force blood through those smaller veins and arteries. However, a study in the American Journal of Hypertension found no observed association between blood pressure variability and barometric pressure. 
Let's look at a couple of extremes in barometric pressure. The highest adjusted to sea level pressure ever recorded on Earth above 750 meters was 32.03 inches. The highest adjusted to sea level barometric pressure ever recorded below 750 meters was at Agata and Evenk Autonomous Okrug in Russia, elevation of 856 feet on December 31, 1968, of 32 inches. The Dead Sea, the lowest place on Earth at 1,410 feet below sea level, has a correspondingly high typical atmospheric pressure of 31.45 inches. The lowest non-tornadic atmospheric pressure ever measured was 25.69 inches set on October 12, 1979 during Typhoon Tip in the Western Pacific Ocean. The measurement was based on an instrumental observation made from a reconnaissance aircraft. In weather, air drifts from high-pressure zones to low-pressure zones. So, different air-pressure zones in an area create a stream of wind. Although it is not visible, air pressure affects the weather pattern to a great extent. Rising air creates low pressure while sinking air creates high pressure. With high pressure, sinking air suppresses weather development and produces clear skies with dry and stable weather. The wind travels clockwise around high-pressure systems in the northern hemisphere. Low-pressure systems produce unstable weather conditions like rain or storms. In a low-pressure zone, wind is circulated inwards and upwards rapidly, traveling counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. As a result, air rises and cools, clouds and precipitation are formed. Storms are the deep center areas of low-pressure systems. So, the next time you hear Grandma start complaining that her knees are hurting, check the barometer and the forecast, because a storm could be on the way. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you should know how barometric pressure affects your life and your bones. And, you know, listen to your, your Aunt Helen when she says, my bones are hurting, it's going to rain. So check that forecast. I got my own bad knee and broken ankle. So, oh, so it works for you too. It works then. for me. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to get to the next segment, which is in other news. I got a few things. Do you got anything, Corey? You do yours first. Okay. Well, uh, mine are quick, actually. Uh, today, September 22nd, Monday, I was outside. Uh, my friend Marilyn and her two friends were coming over, and all of a sudden there was this huge explosion. And I'm like, wow, they must be blasting something. And Marilyn's like, wow, they're, they're blasting. And then 30 seconds later, I get a text from my mother, who's in Springfield, which is about 45 miles away, and she said, there was this huge explosion. And I went, what? That's kind of weird. So I put it out there on Facebook and said, hey, uh, anybody know what this big explosion was? Well, we've got, at the time, I, last time I looked, was 95 comments. And the majority of them were saying the same thing. Now, 
I want to say allegedly this is what happened. So we we think this is what's happened. But the basic gist of the comments were uh, they said Boeing and military testing for a new-ish F-15 EX straight Eagle jet. With the, the military's testing that. And so they said sonic booms are created when a jet or other object moves faster than 750 miles per hour. That breaks the sound barrier. So, and KY3 is reporting that now as, as a fact. Oh, okay. So that's actually that's the truth. It now. doesn't say where they got their information. It says the military and Boeing have acknowledged the testing of a new jet, which is exactly the same wording that that I saw on another post. Oh, so. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, because I, I mean, when you when you get the big companies like KY3 and stuff, when they start saying it. Then I kind of lean that that's probably it. But we're, we were just getting posts, you know, comments from people like, yeah, not sure about that. So but that they do that down here for a reason, you know. Why? Because the Ozark landscape is somewhat similar to Afghanistan's landscape. So they can so test they come here. down here and they fly over here. You know, they kind of, oh. that's why they do that here. Well, now, Fort Leonard Wood, that's near Lake Ozark, right? Kind of sort of. Somewhere. So, yeah. yeah, that's where the base is. Uh, okay. And then... <clears throat> Now, I, I, I want to get Corey's take on this. I saw a post where it says, quote, the old farmer's almanac states the winter of 2021-22 is shaping up to be one of the longest and coldest that we've seen in years. Okay, but why? I don't Say, know. How do they know that? Like, what? Why? It's, it's, it's old farmer's almanac. Our almanac. Right. <laughs> it's the almanac. Yeah. Yeah. How do they know that? They don't. They don't know that. I don't believe that one bit. Same. I just, I just don't, and especially if we're going into a La Nina, which we didn't do the, I didn't check the El Nino oscillation, but uh, latest. Oh, that updates next week, I think. So, uh, yeah. So they're saying we're going, going to go into La Nina, which, in a average to more confident, well, not even confident, like an average thought process of La Nina, it could be a warmer than average winter here. So I would like to delve into this further, this little thing, uh, to see. But, I mean, it was cold last year. It wasn't cold for long. What was it? A week? Five days? When was yeah. it just, like, it really stupid? It wasn't super long, but, boy, did it get stupid cold. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But we actually got snow last year that we could sled in. I know. Which was great because it was, you know, quarantine and, well, yeah. we quarantine yet, had we? But it was oh, coming. We already passed quarantine by then. It was earlier that in 2021. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, that was, I was this thinking year. 2020. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was the winter of 2020. So it was like yeah. perfect that we got to get outside. Yeah. <laughs> we needed to get outdoors. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, again, I don't, I don't have any faith in that. And uh, the, the last one is uh, one of Marilyn's friends. Everybody, I've talked about Marilyn quite a bit. One of her friends, part of her team of her company uh, lives in Alberta, Canada. And I thought this was interesting. We She's visiting down here. Her name's Cheryl. And we had a nice little talk because she knew I was going to have the podcast. And I said, I need to find this out. And she said, normally this time of year uh, the, the, where she lives uh, would have a lot of snow and she'd be outside, you know, playing something. There's some game you play outside. Uh, but this year... It's really warm and very unusual, and they've had no killing frost yet. And she's not that far away from Banff, so it's in Alberta. Uh, I tried to find that on Radarscope. So 
I don't know if that's an indication what's going on. It's really warm up in Canada, at least in Alberta. And it's supposed to be really cold and snowy this time of year. So I, I thought that was interesting. I thought I'd bring that up. In, in Where exactly is that in Alberta? Uh, well, it, if you look, if you find Banff, B A N F F, it's not. She doesn't live too far from there. You know, it could be related to that whole northwestern heat plant, heat wave that, they've had. That that's just still. I mean, that's not too far from from uh, the Idaho, Montana, Washington. <laughs> border yeah it's, I, it's west of of calgary so because isn't british columbia the west the most west province i think alberta's the yeah, one that's the one next in. to it yeah okay yeah that's right yeah and it you're, you very well could be right because remember uh we had that on the podcast before washington and oregon were having these 120 degree days or something which is Totally unusual. Mm-hmm. So that could be. Ooh, wonder if that's going to. But Banff, I don't know where she is, but that's that's pretty much in a mountainous area that they're going to have snow quicker than yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, I, I forget how far away. I mean, it, she's not near it, but Banff is the closest big city, mm-hmm. so maybe it could be like here in Springfield or here in Little Rock. I don't know, but I'll find out. Yeah, well, that's what I got. So Corey, what you got? You got anything? Today was the one hundred seventeenth day. Uh, consecutive day that the Tulsa National Weather Service at the airport hit 80 degrees or more. 117th straight day. Wow. Where? Tulsa. Tulsa. <clears throat> so they didn't have those cold days? Nope. Where they well, they got, got, got cooler, but they still hit 80 on every day. Mm-hmm. They were still at least days. 80 degrees yes. every day. So, okay, 117. <clears throat> so there's 30 days average in a month. So 30, 60, 91. Almost four months. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. It is. And they're dry over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to exist. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Oh, you didn't have anything. No. <laughs> Had two weeks to find something. <laughs> well, you've been sick, so that, that, that'll work. Uh, okay. Well, I think that does it for other news. So let's time to get to the next segment. Get ready to get It's time for Shara's Fun Facts. She's over there diligently waiting for us to shut up so she could give us her fun facts. I don't have as many as I thought I did. Oh, I thought I had more than this. It could be a short podcast. So if you'll remember, a couple weeks ago when we had the podcast, I did Weird Laws from the States. Oh, from the States. Yeah, yeah. We only made it to O because there was way too many. Okay. Um, So I did the ones that were left. All right. Go through W. Um, I had to skip some states because they weren't very good. Okay, yeah. If they're so, boring, we don't want to Right? <laughs> like, we don't do the boring stuff. Yeah. First up was Oregon. Um, no tests of physical endurance while driving. I'm not completely sure what this means. Like... You know, don't see how long you can steer the steering wheel with your teeth. Water. I don't know. But that makes no sense. It's considered a speed racing offense in Oregon if you participate in any test of physical endurance while on the highway. So that makes can, absolutely no sense like, to me. You can tell me what a test of endurance is while driving down the road. Pushing your car, maybe? I don't I know. Love to, no, it says while driving. So. What? 
Is that like I don't is that know. like you know car surfing, like riding on top of the car? I don't know, but I don't know. Well, driving with one hand and doing you know weights on the, <laughs> on the window. I don't know. It's a law for a reason. That's all I know. Right? I was gonna say Everything there has to be a reason. Law for a reason. <laughs> Someone's done it. Someone done it. So, okay. <laughs> Pennsylvania bingo is only for non felons. Sorry no. if you've committed a felony or have been found guilty of a felony you are not allowed to operate a bingo game that's so bad <laughs> I, mean. I mean they're felons i guess they could fix it who knows i don't know jeez all right texas you have to keep all litter on the aircrafts it is illegal in texas to throw litter out of an aircraft now, I'm not sure about you, but if you open the window <laughs> on an aircraft, you're going to lose more than the trash. You want to suck yourself out of the aircraft. Well, I want I'm that has to be from the, like these little two-seater things Right, that just People up were so just far. Tossing trash out or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, they get done with their Wendy's McFlurry or whatever wind out and throw it out the window. Please Who would do that? Please don't try to open the windows yeah. or the doors on a <laughs> moving aircraft. Yeah, really. They have these lovely blue bins that you can throw stuff in. <laughs> Um, Utah, no missiles in bus terminals. So sorry. Darn. If you were wanting to hurl a missile into a bus terminal, it is a felony. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's a felony in every state or anywhere. Especially now. Pretty sure you can't hurl a missile anywhere and it'd be legal. But, so you know, you definitely don't want to do it in Utah. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. But apparently they have appointed officers or of the peace or commercial security personnel that can hurl missiles into the bus terminal if needed, but oh, okay, so civilians for like crowd control. I would think of it as like a riot or something. They can throw a missile, but I don't know. Virginia. Weird. All right. For all you weird pet lovers, (laughs) Uh oh, (laughs) there is a no skunk as pets law. Oh. It is illegal to keep a skunk as a pet. I mean, that law stinks. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Or it doesn't stink because, yeah, can't keep it. Well, see, because I always heard you could keep skunks as pets if you move their perfume sack and get them, like, no, seriously. Well, apparently in Virginia. You can't do you that. You can't do that. <laughs> wow. Okay. But that's their defense mechanism. If you do that, then. Well, if you keep him as a pet, you, I mean. That's true. I mean, we declaw cats, so. Yeah, a little kitty, kitty, kitty. Okay. Washington. No Sasquatch poaching. Uh, Corey, you know, Corey last week told me he wanted he to go Sasquatch. He was wanting to go Sasquatch hunting. Yeah. So, sorry, not in Washington. That could have been the fever, though. Um, it that's is what... illegal. <laughs> <laughs> It is illegal to poach a Sasquatch in at least two of Washington counties. In 1991, um, they declared it's roughly one million acres of land and official Sasquatch protection and refuge area, giving our nation its first Bigfoot sanctuary. Um, So if Bigfoot exists, lawmakers reasoned, he would be an endangered species, therefore in need of protection. So for this reason... Bigfoot poaching a felony since 1969. Punishable by a $1,000 fine. I don't know. If you find Bigfoot, that's kind of worth the $1,000 fine. You'd be a millionaire. I, well, I was going to say, you'd be, you'd be in... Kill the sucker. You'll win. Sports <laughs> Illustrated. I'll but, pay the $1,000 fine to catch him. But but I'm thinking, like, okay, if you want to go Sasquatch poaching, you just have to go down to Oregon. But Oregon's got that other weird law that you just said earlier. I know. I can't remember. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> 
Now I don't remember what they were. But you can poach uh, Sasquatch. So there you go. Okay, there you go. Wisconsin. Uh, You better make your butter delicious. Uh Uh-oh. Giving credence to its reputation as America's Dairyland, Wisconsin law demands that all cheese and butter produced in the state be highly pleasing. You know, I, I can believe that. And cows have the right of way on highways. I can believe that, too. It's Wisconsin. Wait. What Can't do you think, Corey? He's, he's got that look. He's got his look. Okay. Uh-oh, history. I changed my mind. Uh-oh. Oh. I was going to say something, but... No, no. We got to hear it now. Okay. No, it was nothing bad. What were you going to say? I, I've had cheese in Wisconsin. It is very, very good. You can buy it everywhere. Any roadside stand cheese you go on the on the little two lane roads through Wisconsin and they have cheese companies and cheese curds and you can get smoked I bet it's cheese. Really good. It is good. It is good. I but love what it. were you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Nothing. it. <laughs> Hopefully I won't have to edit the podcast now. <laughs> highly, I, like, I just like the way they worded it. It has to be highly pleasing. High, highly pleasing cheese. Well, yeah. Cows have a right of way. Which, you know, if I see a cow on the highway, he's gonna have the right of way. I'm not gonna hit a cow. Well, doesn't Wyoming have like, you know, moose and elk have the right of way or something? <laughs> right, I mean you don't want to hit one of those things. Well, they're five totally, times bigger than your car. You're totally your car <laughs> if you hit one. So. Yeah, really. They certainly have the right of way. Same, you know. It. As I go into a place, someone has a gun. They have the right away. <laughs> Excuse me, move. Okay. <laughs> Wyoming. Okay. Don't buy junk from a drunk. Don't buy junk. I mean, just like your mama drunk. always said. Yeah, don't well, buy junk she from told a me drunk. that forever. In Wyoming, purchasing scrap metals, rubber, rags, or paper from an intoxicated person is prohibited. I don't know why. Again, like Corey said earlier, there's a reason for this right. law. <laughs> these are reasons for these laws. They're lo- selling their junk to go buy more alcohol. Oh. I mean, if they're already intoxicated. Wow. It must be. I don't know. That's... I don't know. The Oregon was no test of physical endurance. Oh, that's right. So you have to stop your car. Stop before if, you shoot the Sasquatch. Yeah, you go poach <laughs> your Sasquatch. Before you fight the Sasquatch in time to your car. <laughs> Let's pull over. <laughs> That's what it is. It's either preempting the Sasquatch endurance poaching Olympics. That's what it is. Yes, totally. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. But that was it. That's all the states I got. The <laughs> Those were more them, bizarre than the ones you told two weeks ago. Some of them were dumb. I skipped over them. Oh, yeah. If they're dumb, we don't want to. Well, good. So now you got educated, and we're going to get educated more because it's time for the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's time for the Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week, and we're going to toss that to Shara. It's an easy one, so I Thank will... Thank goodness, because I hadn't looked yet. Yeah. Uh, well, shoot, I need to make it harder so you can... Yeah, okay. So what is our... What is this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Glean. Ah. It is Glean. G-L-E-E-N. So what does a glean mean? A glean is a sudden burst of warm sunshine dating back to the 17th century, if not earlier. It's probably related to an earlier Scandinavian word, glean, G-L-E-N-E, for a clear patch of sky. Huh. Oh. I just had to give you a bird. Suddenly feel relaxed. Yes. 
I was going to do the birds earlier, but it's like, I can't find my birds. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, those days when you're at the pool and it's all cloudy and windy and then suddenly the clouds roll away and the sun comes and you're like, ah. Oh. I don't have an ah drop. <laughs> I can make one for you. Uh, you can. We'll, we'll talk about that. We need that. <laughs> well, good. We've got that glean. A sudden burst of warm sunshine. You know, those, I bet Glean is much more appreciated in the winter. I sort of say, I think more times I think about him, I like in the middle of winter when you're outside and it's cold and suddenly like a warm patch of sunshine, you go stand in it just to try to yeah, warm up a exactly, little bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like when your the... cats and dogs will lay in that patch of sunshine and you're in front of the blinds or whatever. Do you remember and... that word? They will sploot. Yes. <laughs> They were Squirrels splute, are splooting on the sidewalks. In the warm sunshine. So next time I get cold outside, I'm just going to go sploot on the sidewalk. <laughs> That's better than splat. I'll tell you that. If you don't want to. I've probably done that a few times. Oh, too. God. We're on the verge of going off the rails. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that does it for this week. Corey, you got anything else? That's all. Well, uh, I think as a wrap-up, we're going to... Hopefully not get any further in the drought and just just uh, look for the, the, the parade of cold fronts. Uh, you got anything else to add over there, Sharon? I'm good. She's good. Okay, oops. Where's my where's my outro? Did I lose my outro? I don't know if I can say it with that. I don't then. know. I didn't have it. I don't it's know if I can. The back of your... Can I say it? Hang on. I want to see if you can oh. do it from memory. <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> we're going to try this from memory again. All right, so... Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Uh, visit our website at Stormdarweather at gmail.com. No, no, that's our website. The website is stormdarweather.com. or drop us a line. If you have any questions or comments, yeah. Stormdarweather at gmail.com. Yeah. I don't know what's after that. That's good enough. Okay. Well, that does it for this time. So (laughs) join Join us us next next week week for the next edition of the Stormdark Weather Podcast. Where is my outro?